gentlemen, welcome to All Steak, No Sizzle, an honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, and this is our Thanksgiving episode. And it's, honestly, people, is going to be kind of a short one. I've got some, uh, some packing to do. I'm going to be taking a nice little trip down to Mississippi to uh, visit some family and celebrate Thanksgiving with them and eat some good food. You're going to have everything. (laughs) They're going to have beans, grains, tomatoes, potatoes, you name it, they're going to have it. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully all of you get to eat as good as I do on Thanksgiving Day, man. I'm really looking forward to going down there. I haven't been to Mississippi to visit family in a while. It's been almost... Man, what, four, five years now, so it's going to be good to go down there and see my grandfather and running my aunts and uncles and my cousins and, like I said, eat some good food. But also while I'm down there, I'm going to be um, recording a couple shows. Uh, like I said before, I'm doing a series of shows talking about the integration of uh, high schools down in Quitman, Mississippi, which is the town that my parents are from, and I'm going to be down there um, talking to a lot of people. So much so, I had to cancel my plans to go to the New Orleans Saints game. I just felt like this was more important, you know, to get this done. And, you know, I'm going to have plenty of opportunities in my life to, you know, go down to New Orleans and go check out a Saints game. But, you know, how many opportunities am I going to have to talk to, you know, these different people and have them all there at one time? So, (sighs) unfortunately, I had to cancel my Saints game. I don't know. I might still try to make it down there, but we'll see. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that all of you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And um, leave your comments and let me know what you guys have planned. Or if you listen to this after Thanksgiving, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, what you guys got into. I'm definitely going to come back next week and, you know, kind of give a recap of my trip. And um, kind of give like a little bit of an update on how, you know, the recordings went and what to look forward to from that. And also while I'm down there, going to be watching some good football. You know, Thanksgiving to me is all about good food and football. And there's going to be three games coming on Thanksgiving Day. You have the two traditional games, the Detroit Lions and the the Cowboys are going to be playing. And then the nightcap is going to be, Damn good game between the Colts and the Steelers. But start off with the Lions versus the Vikings. That's that's a huge game. Honestly, this is probably one of the best Thanksgiving Day slates I've, I can remember. This is the first time that since 1993 that every team that played on Thanksgiving was 500 or above. So you got some very important matchups coming up this week, and you got the Vikings versus the Lions, and really, to me, this is the biggest game of the week of the Thanksgiving Day, but probably the whole week, because this game could probably determine who wins the NFC North, and if you listen to the Detroit Lions uh, half-season wrap-up, you know that I don't think the Lions are going to win the division. But if they want to do that, this is a critical game for them, and if the Vikings want to you know, get a leg up and win in division. They have to win this game. I'm going with the Vikings in this one, but we shall see. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to end up missing this game because I'm flying out to Mississippi Thanksgiving Day, and then I have to drive from New Orleans up to uh, where my family is, so I might end up <laughs> missing this game. I might be able to catch, like, the last few minutes of it. But I don't know. If you watch football this year, the last few minutes are the best part of the game anyway, so <laughs> I get to miss all the BS. The second game on the Thanksgiving slate is the Dallas Cowboys versus the – see, I don't like saying this team's name anymore, so I'm just going to call them – the Washington football team. So Cowboys right now are the number one team in the honestly, I think they have like the best they're the number one team in the league right now. And they're definitely the number one team in the NFC and they're going up against a division rival in Washington. 
So this game is going to definitely have some playoff implications if Washington wants to move up and solidify themselves in the playoffs and uh, start making some hedgeway and get some tiebreakers. They're going to definitely have to win this game. So honestly, I think these are two great games to start off, and then it's going to end up with the Indianapolis Colts versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. From everything that I've heard up until this point, which is right now I'm recording, it's 11.42 on Wednesday. And right now it doesn't look like Andrew Luck is going to be starting in this game. He's currently going through the concussion protocol, so it's not looking good for him to play in this game. But it's still an important game. The Colts are fighting for that number one spot in the AFC South and the Steelers are fighting to, you know, get themselves into a playoff spot. So, like I said, three great games. Make sure you uh, sit down with your turkey and your, your dressing and your mac and cheese and you sit back and watch some good football. And real quick, I just want to give a quick shout-out to former Detroit Lion wide receiver and honestly one of my favorite players, <laughs> I know that sounds weird to people that know me that I'm saying he's one of my favorite players and I want the Lions to trade him every year. But uh, shout out to Calvin Johnson for you know, coming in third place on Dancing with the Stars. You know, I honestly I did not watch a single episode. <laughs> I haven't watched Dancing in the Stars in who knows how long. It's just not not really my thing. You know, I'm not a big I'm not a big reality. TV and big reality competition show guy, but uh, shout out to my boy Calvin for, you know, putting on a, I'm assuming a pretty good performance because he made it all the way to third place. Um, apparently, one of the, the gymnasts from the United States uh, Olympic team won the whole thing, which is kind of unfair because, you know, she's a gymnast, you know, she probably already has like a dance background. That's kind of unfair. It's kind of like back when um I can't remember what her name is, the the eight, you know, the Asian American gymnast from back in the day. I think Christine Christy Yamaguchi, I think that was her name. She won it one year. I'm like she was a ice skater. <laughs> I mean, dancing is a part of that. Like it's kind of kind of unfair, but shout out to Calvin for coming in third place and Apparently putting on a a pretty good performance, you know, throughout the season to, that he made it this far. So shout out to him. Um, this week's episode, people, is just kind of like a hodgepodge of different topics. You know, I wanted to re- make sure I record a quick episode before I head out of town. I actually got some packing to do and I have to go to work today. And then I got to fly out at 8 o'clock in the morning. So um, this isn't going to be a really long topic. It's really just going to be... It's going to be a couple of different topics, you know, blended into one show. So uh, one thing I did want to bring up, though, is the brother Kanye West. And I was listening to my niece's t- podcast, to Kenya Talks. Make sure you check her out on all platforms. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. Just the Kenya Talks podcast. Check her out. And... <laughs> I was really looking forward to hearing uh, what she had to say about Kanye West. And the funny thing is, she had a special co-host. And shout out to John from the John Effects podcast. Make sure you check him out on all platforms. <laughs> I, I was really looking forward to what she would have to say about Kanye West. Cause I knew she was going to talk about Kanye because... Mr. Kanye West decided to commit career suicide by coming at Beyonce. Now, I don't know if you know my thoughts on Beyonce. I think she, you know, she's a really talented young lady. Uh, you know, she she does her thing. She's definitely the biggest star in the world right now. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm the biggest fan of Beyonce. You know, I, I think she makes good. You know, she does good things. She she's good. But I'm not the biggest fan. But I, what I do understand is that <laughs> Beyonce fans 
fucking crazy. <laughs> like you don't go at Beyonce because her like Beyonce ain't really got to say nothing because her fans are gonna <laughs> they're gonna tear you apart. So you, you, I think they call it the Beehive, or I think that they might have like a different name too. But I know I know they're the Beehive. You don't want the Beehive to swarm on you because they they'll do it in a second. So Kanye, honestly, one of my fav- was one of my favorite rappers, and then I want to say after his after his mother died, it's kind of where I started noticing patterns. And if if you look at his albums, you know his first three, College Dropout, um, wait, was it? College dropout, early registration, and the graduation. I think that's. I think early registration was the second one. But those three albums, man, those are a great albums. Three of my favorite albums. You know, if I had to make like a top one hundred hip hop album list, I'm pretty sure all three of them would end up in that top one hundred somewhere. Three great albums, and after his mother passed away, that's when he put out. 808 and Heartbreaks, and I'm not a big fan of 808, (laughs) it just just wasn't my my cup of tea, but I could tell in in the switch of his music that the death of his mother really affected him, and from there, after 808 and Heartbreaks, you had... Uh, My Dark and Twisted Fantasy, which I think is a great album. It would definitely be in that top 100. It's a great album, but you can definitely hear the difference in the tone of Kanye West music. And after that is when he dropped that Yeezus album. Some people say, oh, you know, know, he's being different. He's being really artistic. I, I just think we were hearing like darkness and what i mean by that is you can tell like it's a lot going on with kanye you can tell there's a lot going on in his head and his and is is coming it was coming out in his music here's how you know that album was out there (laughs) rick rubin one of the greatest producers of all time if you don't know who rick rubin is rick rubin was very, very instrumental in the early days of Def Jam Records. He produced a lot of those early Def Jam Records. He's produced music for so many different people. Uh, Jay, Jay-Z's um, 99 Problems is probably one of the more famous ones that you you would probably think of from you know this generation, but he's worked with Beastie Boys, Run DMC, different acts, right? One of the greatest producers of all time. He's a real, you know, people use the word hippie. Uh, he, he's a, I think he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a Buddhist. You know, he's a real calm. He's all about vibes and energy. Rick Rubin had to <laughs> kind of rein Kanye in on that album. Like, I, I'm not sure if it was the whole album or if it was one song, but Rick Rubin said when he got, the the album I, I want to say it was the album I guess Rick Rubin kind of went back and like mastered it or he kind of you know helped Kanye order it and organize it and he said man <laughs> it was so out there that he had to do his best to kind of contain it and organize it and you know make it so that people would un- kind of understand it and the album that we got was after Rick Rubin you know, kind of fixed it up and 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 packaged it together. So who knows what the hell that album sounded like before Rick Rubin got his hands on it. You know what I mean? So like I, I just knew I could I could tell by the, the the music that Kanye was putting out that something was going on. And his last album, uh, the Pablo album, I felt like I thought it was a good album. It, it's not his best, but it's a good album. But I think what this Pablo album was is, is literally I felt like Kanye took bits and pieces of 
himself from each album. So on Pablo, you got songs that sound like they could have been on, you know, College Dropout. Sorry, Late Registration. That's the name of that album. Early Registration was a mixtape. So you you could have found songs on College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, 808 and the Heartbreaks, Darker Twisted Fantasy, and Yeezus. He, he took whatever mood he was in, in on each of those albums and put them on songs on Pablo. And honestly, like I said, after 808 and the Heartbreaks, Kanye kind of lost me. I'm still a fan from a distance, but, you know, I wasn't going to go to any of the shows. Honestly, I had a chance to go to the Yeezus tour. I thought about getting tickets because I ended up going to a Jay-Z show not too long after that. But I thought about going to Yeezus, and I'm like, man, this album is so <laughs> just not for me. Who knows what that concert's going to be like? And I know a couple of people that went to the Yeezus tour, and they were just saying it was the weirdest thing they'd ever seen in their life. It was just out there. So based on all of these things, like I've I've been taking steps back on the boy Kanye. You know, I I, I listen to his whenever he puts music out. You know, I listen to it and I give it a chance because it's Kanye. To me, Kanye, early Kanye was one of the best. I <laughs> I went to the Detroit show on the College Dropout tour, his first tour. It's a great show. <laughs> I got a couple of great stories from that show. That that was a show. Uh, my cousin Darius and I, my sister and my sister's friend Portia, we all went to the show. And <laughs> I know my sister's probably gonna be mad at me for for bringing this up on the show, but you know I'm out here having a good time, enjoying myself. I'm sitting there flirting with like this little, yeah, I was flirting with like this Asian girl, you know. And I'm like, man, I'm about to go ahead and get this number. Now all of a sudden, you know, my sister's friend Portia's like, Devin, Devin. I'm like, what? And here my sister is passing out. So I had to like grab her so that she didn't like fall back and hit her head. And yeah, so, you know, we had, had to get out of the crowd, and, you know, go to the, you know, the, you know, the medics came and we got, you know, got her to the, you know, the paramedic station or whatever. And, you know, she, you know, just a little dehydrated, I guess, and didn't drink enough water. And this was before Kanye came on stage. I want to say, I don't think it was the Young Gunners. I want to say this was Slum Village was on stage at the time. I feel like it was Slum Village. But, um, <laughs> you know, we went to the back. You know, they got her some water, let her you know, get rehydrated. And then we made it back just in time <laughs> to catch Kanye. So... Yeah, I definitely remember <laughs> seeing Kanye's first tour. But, yeah, from that time up until now, I, I could tell that Kanye was changing. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. A lot of it got to do with, okay, two things. A lot of it has to do with his mother passing away. I felt like his mother dying was huge. And I felt like maybe... Mrs. West was the one that could kind of rein Kanye in, you know, whenever he started, you know, getting too far out there. You know, she's the one that, that grounded him. <clears throat> and I know I'm probably going to get some some clap back from saying this, but after that, like the women that he was dealing with was, it was not good for him. Like at the time of his mother's passing away, this is when he was dealing with Amber Rose. And, you know, I ain't going to sit here and pretend like I know a lot about Amber Rose, but I do know this. If something major happens in my life where, you know, I lose someone that's very important to me or something earth shattering happens in my life, the last person I want anywhere near me is Amber Rose. OK, <laughs> I just don't see Amber Rose as the type of person that can help me get through whatever like real life serious issues that I'm going through. Only thing, uh, all right, fuck it. It's all state no sizzle, no BS. I'm going to say what it is. Only thing Amber Rose is good for really is, you know, making me happy in the bedroom. I mean, I don't see her, you know, nurturing Kanye and, you know, being able to, you know, rein him in. All she was good for was, you know, apparently, you know, 
eating his ass. <laughs> so that was definitely not the right move for him. And then, oh, my God, Kim Kardashian. That's damn sure not the right move. And he married her like that. Look, this. OK, let's look at all the different people that have been involved with Kardashians. OK, let's start off with Ray J. All right. I ain't the most, you know, versed on Ray J, but what the hell happened in Ray J's career? Right. Then you have. What's my man's name? Uh, Lamar Odom. <laughs> Lamar Odom was an NBA all-star, you know, one of the best six men in the league, versatile basketball player, very, very talented. Not a dude's a crackhead that damn near killed himself. <clears throat> um, do we even have to talk about Bruce or Caitlin or whatever, you know, whatever he's going by these days? As as a guy, you don't want to be around Kardashians. I'm afraid. I'm not. A, I'm not even a fan of this dude, but I'm afraid to see what happens to Tiger down the line. Not Tiger Woods, but Tiger the, rap, the rapper. Kanye Kanye's falling apart, man. I I, I really. <laughs> if any of you have Netflix, what I want you to do. I want you to go on Netflix and I want you to watch Joe Rogan's newest comedy special. I can't remember the name of it. I'll look it up real quick while I'm talking. But go on Netflix and find Joe Rogan's newest comedy special. If you want to understand <laughs> truly what happens to guys that are, are involved with Kardashians, watch that. He he has one of the... the oh. That's not what I meant to do. He has one of the best takes on <laughs> dealing with a Kardashian. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, and here's a little story. So I was in Houston in 2015 for a UFC fight. This was before the whole Lamar Odom. Um, what was it? Lamar Odom, you know, damn near killed himself and well, damn near died in a whorehouse in Las Vegas uh, incident. <clears throat> Excuse me. He. Oh, this was yeah, this was before that. So I was at a UFC fight in Houston, and what's her name? Uh, Khloe Kardashian at the time was dating James Harden from the Houston Rockets. So I had floor seats for this UFC fight and Dwight Howard, who I fucking hate, by the way, was there and Tracy McGrady. And all of a sudden I see, I see James Harden walking in. I'm like, damn, who is that he's walking with? <laughs> I'm like, man, she kind of hot. And I'm like, oh shit, that's Khloe Kardashian. I forgot he was dating Khloe at the time. And like, I remember like seeing like early day Khloe and wasn't really a fan, but like, man, like up close and personal, she's actually a beautiful person. She, she, she looks good, but I can never, I can never deal with a Kardashian because they, they, they just, they just do something to people. They, they do something. It, I, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> it and like I said, watch Joe Rogan's comedy special. I mean, he. I'm telling you, it's one of the best interpretations of what Kardashians do to people. And this is who Kanye is with. And you got to realize, Kanye is already a brother that's close to the edge. Now you're dealing with a Kardashian and that entire family? Nah, man. And I, and I hate to say it, but I, I knew I knew this was going to happen because you're dealing with the Kardashian <laughs> they, mm, I I don't even know how to describe what it is that they do, but they just they they destroy people, is what they do. <laughs> so I I hope the brother can can get out of that situation. But during the Pablo tour, he went on a rant about Beyonce, saying that. 
he was mad at her and Jay-Z. I think it, it really it started before this incident this past week when Kim Kardashian uh, got robbed. And he was saying that basically Beyonce and Jay-Z really didn't, you know, really didn't call, check on her and make sure, you know, she was okay. Oh, by the way, the name of that Joe Rogan comedy special is called Triggered. So make sure y'all go on Netflix and check that out. It's really funny. And watch, I think it's towards the end when he's doing the, the bit about the Kardashians. So check that out. But yeah, so yeah, Jay Z didn't Jay Z and Beyonce, I guess, didn't you know really call to check up on you know Kim and he was Kanye was saying that you know Blue and uh, South Northwest East West whatever his kid's name is they don't really play together or anything like that. And I'm be honest with you, like. If I'm Jay-Z, I wouldn't want my kid anywhere near them them Kardashians either. I don't blame them. But, <laughs> so I guess that all that's been, like, building up in, in Kanye. And I've, Kanye, in my opinion, had a nervous breakdown this past week. And he went on stage in Sacramento and basically, you know, said, Hey, Beyonce, um... Um, you you turned your back on me. You you went to the VMAs and you told them that I wasn't going to perform unless I won Video of the Year. Which I'm gonna be honest with you. All right, <clears throat> it might be some truth to that. It might not be some truth to that, but that does that. You know, that sounds like a a power move that Beyonce. Can't, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything bad about her, but that's a power move that she could play. She, I mean, she's that powerful of an artist right now that she could play that move. So would it surprise me if it came out? That's what she did. Not at all. It wouldn't surprise me at all. At all. But I guess Kanye was a little butthurt about that. And he was saying that Hotline, Hotline Bling should have won. Or, or was it one of his songs too, but. I don't know, man. Hotline Bling is video of the year. Maybe. I mean, it was a pop, very popular song, but the video is just like really basic. But the thing is, I think because that video <laughs> was so was so parodied and turned into so many different memes, maybe that's why Kanye felt it should have been video of the year. But you know, but here's the thing, like Kanye, Kanye kind of said it. He's like, man, I ruined my career riding for you so many times. And then you turn your back on me and you, you know, you do this power play. And, and here's the thing. I kind of understand why I kind of understand where Kanye is coming from. If this is truly how he feels. And if, if this is what happened. He's actually making sense in this situation. The problem is, why are you doing this at a concert, man? <laughs> you know, these people pay money to hear you do you know um what's, what's the name of that song off of pablo uh no more parties in la with uh kendrick and they want to hear you do the song the andre 3000 song they want to hear you do songs off of pablo and your other i was why are you going through rants like this and it reminds me of the time i went to see uh dmx on the return to legends tour and this motherfucker just went on a, like a five minute rant about like rakim and uh big daddy Kane. i'm like dude we just saw rakim like two hours ago, this is your time. I want to hear your songs. So like he goes on this rant, and he breaks down. I think like Kid Cudi had to come out and like a solo, and like he went off on like Kid Cudi too, like previously. And like then we find out, I want to say it was Sunday, usually the Saturday or Sunday, that Kanye is in the hospital right now because he basically had a nervous breakdown. They're worried about his mental health right now, so. Kanye man I, I I hope you get better I hope you get out of that toxic situation That you're in <clears throat> Hopefully everybody knows what I'm talking about When I say that But man I, Kanye was definitely one of my favorite artists He, he <laughs> I mean he's known for having His controversial moments 
Kanye is who Kanye is, but I, I really hope he gets the, the hope that he needs because I really felt like he never really got over his his mother passing. And, it, you know, I still have my mother, but I can only imagine what it's like not to have her, and especially when you're the type of, what's the word I'm looking for here? You're kind of a manic person where you can kind of go off the rails and your mother is that person that can rein you in. I can only imagine what's that, what that's like. And then I have to deal with that family, man. <laughs> On top of that, that I can only imagine what Kanye is going through. He's probably lost. He's probably scared. <laughs> and, and like I, I can only imagine what was what's going on with this dude right now. And I, like I said, I just hope he gets the help that he needs. So I'm, I'm taking a different uh, point of view from the people over at uh, Takenya Talks and uh, the John Effects podcast. But it's just um, like I said, I hope he, I hope he gets some, his life together. I hope he gets the help that he needs. And. Speaking of Takenya Talks and John Effect, I was listening to the episode Takenya put out this past Monday. And if you haven't if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's a really good episode. Uh, there's a couple little technical issues which she talks about in the beginning. But, you know, once you get past that, it, it's, it's really a good episode listening to the two of them. And shout out to Takenya Talks and shout out to John Effects for, you know, shouting me out. And um, <laughs> they had a little discussion about my show. Where, you know, I I guess like I'm like an affiliate of the Pi family, or maybe I'm a member. I'm not sure. I haven't got my my trusty uh Pi family membership ring in the mail yet. I'm still waiting on that, trying to get my decoder ring. <laughs> For all you young folks, you might not know what the hell I'm talking about. All you older folks, you know what I mean by decoder rings. <laughs> um but yeah, they were kind of talking about the show, and I appreciate them shouting me out. And yeah, basically, they were kind of saying like I'm like my own different lane, <laughs> like I'm I'm in my own category. Like there's no other shows in the the pod family that is like mine. So actually, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that because I'm like that's just that's kind of the person I am. I've always been like a I wouldn't say an outcast, maybe maybe a little bit, but I've always been like, I've always been different, and I've always enjoyed being different. Like, I never really just wanted, I never wanted to just fit in. I, I've always just wanted to be me. You know what I mean? And I I, I took that as a compliment because I I, I feel like, yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe, you know, as far as like podcasting, maybe the line, the person that I am or the lane that I'm in isn't going to appeal to everybody. But I feel like, number one, I do this show because I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to, you know, have a podcast and um, express myself through audio means. Right. And I've always and I do this show mainly for me, but I also felt like I always want to do this show for people that are like me that don't have a voice. You know what I mean? Like and like I said, this is this is no <laughs> to use the term that, that, that the young folks use all the time. This is no shade towards uh anybody but you know like i said to my kanye i'm not a, i'm not really big on the kardashians you know i'm not really big on like reality shows or or uh you know what the popular thing is i've always been a person that liked the things that i like so yeah if i'm while you know to kenya might be talking about like i said this is no shade to kenya might be talking about you know um you know, the Kardashians, while I'm like, man, did y'all hear that new MF Doom album? Like, who the hell knows who MF Doom is? Well, there's people out there that know who MF Doom is. You know, there's people that, that you know, are big Tribe Called Quest fans and want to talk about the new Tribe album. There's people, 
you know, that are big Deadpool fans. It's like, man, did you hear about, you know, what's going on with the, the new Deadpool movie, you know, with them changing directors and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm I'm the person, I guess, if, if I'm the one, if I'm in the pie family, I'm that cousin that that's cool with everybody, but he kind of does his own thing. While everybody's, you know, you know, on the playground, you know, playing tag, I'm the one over in the corner, you know, <laughs> collecting like bugs and stuff like that. That's I guess that's who I am in the family. I'm that odd cousin that, you know, <laughs> that's cool that you know that everybody loves, but you know, it just does his own thing. So but I I appreciate the shout out from you guys. But um on the sh- on their show, they issued a challenge to everybody in the pod family and like I said, I guess I'm a pod family member or an affiliate. Like I said, I'm waiting for my, you know, my membership packet. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's something else John said. John was like, you know, Dev kind of has like a dry, subtle Seinfeld kind of humor, which I definitely take that as a huge compliment as well because I'm I'm a big fan of Seinfeld too. So shout out to you, John. But the, on the show, they issued a challenge to everybody in the pod family or pod affiliates to do a drunken podcast. And I've been wanting to do a drunken podcast for the longest, man. So, you know, don't threaten me with a good time. So, I don't know when. I'm going to try and... Hmm. Well, I'll talk about what I have coming up soon in, in a few minutes, but... I'm going to try and definitely do a drunken podcast before the end of the year. I I really <laughs> think that would be a lot of fun. And I, I would love to hear what uh, everybody else comes up with as far as their drunken podcast. So stay tuned to that. We're, I'm definitely going to make that happen. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to another podcast that it's in the pot family, I think. You know what? And I'm I'm gonna have to message John and Takenya and um, everybody else that's in the pot family. Like, man, maybe a pot family, you know, Facebook page needs to be made or something like that, or a Facebook group so that we, you know, can kind of you know come together and collaborate and you know come up with ideas and stuff like that. You know, I, you know. Since I, I really feel like the, the movement to organize and work together is, 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 I can see it budding. I can see it coming together. And I, I talked to the fellas, my man Quentin over at the Critical Dump. And, you know, we've exchanged information. Shout out to the Critical Dump. I've listened to the last couple of episodes and I think they do a great job over there. Um, we we've exchanged information and we're gonna you know work on something in the future. I actually might be in Houston um, sometime early next year, so we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But I'm looking forward to you know doing some work with them in the future. You know, John expressed interest in you know doing a generation exchange episode. You know. We'll we'll talk about that in the future. I look, I, you know, definitely want to work with with John on the episode. I'm I'm really looking forward to you know what the the Pie family can, could turn into. Hashtag we winning. I think that was the pocket. I mean, I think that was the hashtag. If it's not, my bad. But guys over at the Critical Dump, I'm definitely enjoying the show. They <laughs> they brought up a great topic. Uh, on our last episode, if we get a chance, go back and listen to it. The topic was if the woman in a relationship is the breadwinner, can that relationship work? Great, great, great topic, great episode. It sparked some thoughts in my head about certain things, which I might explore in a future episode. But, uh, yeah, like I said, the guys at the Critical Dump are doing a great job, and shout out to the Pie family. And you know what? I really don't have too much more to talk about on this episode. I do need to 
like I said, I need to cut this short. I'm trying. I was trying to get this to as close to an hour as possible, but uh, you know, I got to cut this short. But before I do, let me give you a little bit of an idea of what's going to be coming up on the show. Uh, when I get back from Mississippi and New Orleans, I'm probably going to put out my one of my last episodes that I've recorded with a previous guest, Mr. Du- not Dwayne, I'm sorry, Bryant Veal, a.k.a. Beans. You can uh, go back and listen to the episode that we did about UFC 203. I think it was, or 204, I'm sorry. We did an episode breaking out UFC 204. And while we recorded that episode, we also recorded an episode talking about, you know, the different issues that's going on as far as, like, race issues in our country. And we talked about the city of Charlotte. That's where he lives. And, you know, we kind of broke down how Charlotte, you know, fits into the national picture of race issues is going on and just different issues are going on in Charlotte in general. And like I said, we recorded this, you know, in early October, but those issues are still relevant today. So I'm probably going to put that episode out next week. But the week afterwards, I have a friend named Frances and she is a very talented young lady. Um, <laughs> I met her uh, a couple years ago at one of my favorite bars. It was a karaoke bar, and she she's an excellent singer. Really, she's she has more of an operatic. I don't know if that's a word. If it is, I want copyrights to that. If it's not, then hooray for me for using it correctly. But she's more of an opera singer, operatic, and she also used to work for Disney and. You know, you hear her sing a Disney song, your heart would just melt, man. So she's really, really talented young lady. But she is, well, as I'm recording this on Wednesday, she is on her way to Dakota to assist in the protest at Standing Rock. And if you haven't been following that situation, basically there's a oil pipeline that is in construction, but where they're going to, where they want to take the pipeline is going through sacred Native American land, and then the people are worried that that oil is going to contaminate the water in that area. So, I'm going to, she's going, like I said, she's probably on her way now. She's probably in the air now, flying to Dakota, and she'll be back um, this Sunday. So on December 4th, I'm going to be sitting down and talking to her about her experience there. She's going to let us know what's going on. And I'm going to sit down and have a nice little discussion about the whole situation, you know, her experience there, what she saw. Um, I'm going to have her give us a little bit of a background and uh, information on the, the entire situation. So I'm looking forward to talking to her about that. And hopefully on a future episode, I'll be able to get a, you know, an old co-worker of mine, a good friend by the name of Dominique on the show. And Dominique, a beautiful, beautiful, talented young lady. She is now the owner of her own hair salon, which is called the Artisan Room Detroit. So I'm going to post links to her shop on my Facebook page and I'll retweet and re Instagram or all right, look, people, I'm not the, I'm not the best on social media. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm a Facebook dude. I know I, I can work Facebook, but when it comes to like Twitter and Instagram and anything else, it's a little, a little bit of a challenge for me. All right. But, uh, if you follow the Facebook page and you know, you definitely, uh, Follow the Twitter and Instagram. I'll post information on her shop, and I hope to get her on the show and you know talk about her new shop and you know being a, a young 
black female business owner in the city of Detroit. You know, I'm, I'm proud of her. And I, I shot her a message the other day and told her congratulations. And I'm, I'm proud of her for, you know, for somebody I know to, you know, launch a business and, you know, get that going. And, you know, I know it's not easy. I, I, I chatted with her a little bit last night on Facebook and, you know, she was like, man, I had a long day. I'm tired. And I'm like, I understand, you know, but shout out to her for, you know, making her vision come true, which, I, you know, as a guy that has this podcast that I've wanted to put out for years, I understand, you know, what is, you know, the struggle of putting, getting everything together and putting out your vision and, you know, realizing your dream. So I wish nothing but the best for her. And hopefully you guys go out and support her. If you need to get your hair did, your nails done, you need to get the line up, go check out the Artisan Room in Detroit. And I will share all the information on Facebook. And But if you want to check her out, the address is 19021 West McNichols or Six Mile. <laughs> and that's in Detroit. Make sure you go check her out. It's... um. It's on Six Mile in between Southfield and Evergreen. So make sure you go hit her up, man. Check out, check it out. I'm going to be going in there one day. Honestly, I haven't been to a barbershop in who knows how long. I think it's been over a year. It's been like a year and a half since like my sister's wedding. So I'm going to go in there. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go ahead and get me a cut. Oh, not a cut. I'm I'm rocking the body, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a nice little shave and a line up, line the beard up. So uh, I'll definitely report back my findings, but man, support her, man. Like I said, she beautiful young lady, uh, very talented, very smart, very driven, and I'm proud of her. So make sure you go show some support. Like I said, it's called the Artisan Room or Six Mile. Once again, the address is. 19021 West McNichols, a.k.a. Six Mile. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the phone number is 313-782-3377. That's 313-782-3377. So go hit her up for sure. And with all that being said, I think it's time to end this show. Like I said, I got packing to do. Got to get ready to go to work and put out this episode. And I got to pack for Mississippi. So I got a lot of stuff to do, people. And I'm trying to make this a great Thanksgiving. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving as well. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and go through the spiel. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, share, comment. I need your comments, people. Let me know how your Thanksgiving's gone, or if you listen to this before Thanksgiving, what you what you got planned for Thanksgiving, what you what you gonna have on the menu. You gonna have beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes, <laughs> you name it. Man, I'm I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving, man. I'm really looking forward to it. But and make sure you you follow, like, share the page, let people know about the show. Let them know how good the show is. If you don't like the show, share it anyway. Let them know how bad the show is. You can follow me on Facebook at All Steak No Sizzle. Just, you know, type All Steak No Sizzle in your search bar. It'll definitely pop up. And you can also find that all the information about my friend Dominique Shop the Artisan Room on my Facebook page. I'll have the link to her Facebook page and you can find all the information on there, so make sure you check that out. Also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E Six Three. That's Instagram and Twitters. And you can also send me an email. You can shoot me an email at asnspodcast at gmail.com. And soon I will be working on the website. I have a website but i haven't done diddly poo to it one because i really haven't had the time working six seven days a week 10 to 12 hours a day and also 
I'm just not that good at it. So hey, if you're out there and you're good at <laughs> doing websites, hit me up. I could use your help. <laughs> Would really appreciate it. <laughs> so with all that being said, like I said, check out the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Send me an email. Let me know what it is that you're doing for Thanksgiving, what you have planned, or if you listen to this afterwards, how was your Thanksgiving? How was the, the menu? Let me know if you got into any uh, crazy family uh, <laughs> fights or anything like that. <laughs> and uh, I want everybody out there, if you're traveling, hey, be safe out there. I'll give you traveling grace. Have a safe trip back, there and back. And hopefully you wish the same for me. So until next week, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace.